Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. Welcome to Heart of the City. My name is Adrian Tijerina, Director of Local Ministry here at 820 AM The Word, and thank you so much for tuning into this program. It's my heart that Heart of the City would be a program that you can listen to and be encouraged about what Jesus is doing right here in the Pacific Northwest. Today on the program, I'm joined by Pastor Cameron Yuri, Senior Pastor of Renton Park Chapel in Renton, Washington, and host of Lachem Panim, a program that you can tune into right here on 820 AM The Word and also on our sister station, AM 1300 The Answer. It's so great to have you on the studio today. I just love meeting people in person. Thanks, brother, for coming in. Thank you, Adrian, for having me today. Well, you know, uh, our listeners might be familiar with your program. I know that your voice is so distinct. I remember I was going to the grocery store once. I was like stepping into a Safeway or something. And I had to take 15 minutes aside because I heard your voice and it was just so, and my wife and my kids were with me. I'm like, no, no, we've got to listen. This is Pastor Cameron. You know, it was just one of those connections that I made. And it was just, it was just a, a, a great and bright and refreshing thing. I love the way that you uh, exposit the Word of God, the way that you connect that to just everyday life and things. So our listeners might know you uh, for, from your voice or from, from your program. And I always think it's so great to start these conversations on Heart of the City, to get to know the heart of the people who are here uh, on the radio station, who are ministering. So, brother, I'd love to hear your testimony of your journey with Jesus and how you've ended up where you are today serving as a pastor. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, um, I had the rare privilege of growing up in a Christian home. You know, and I had uh, have godly parents who are just head over heels in love with Jesus. And they really saw the value in me getting a Christian education. So they sent me to a Christian school. They just wanted me anchored in a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to know the Word of God, to love the Word of God, to be able to communicate the Word of God to other people. Um, and my dad was a Christian college professor. Um, my mom was a Christian art teacher. And um, they just ceaselessly poured into my life and into the lives of my siblings. And I'm so eternally grateful for that, having that Christian foundation. But I have found that in my own personal walk with the Lord, that some of the most foundational truths of Scripture, what we would call basic doctrine, Mm -hmm. um, has been the most difficult for me to grasp. Um, And I'm thinking in particular about the doctrine of salvation by grace through faith. Um, that's something that I understand pretty well cognitively, but it was very hard for me to understand in my own personal experience mm-hmm. because um, I had a couple anxiety disorders, um, and I struggled a lot with fear. Um, and so even though I knew you know, we are saved by grace through faith alone, um, I was still very much in that earning salvation mentality. And mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I lost my salvation. I, I have to go through the repentance process again. And I would, that cycle would repeat again and again mm-hmm. and again. And so I, I dreaded God. It wasn't, it wasn't about loving him. Um, it was about escaping hell. And, um, and so I, I think the biggest thing that I've had to learn um, as I've grown up and matured in, in my faith is to f- that, that Christianity is about falling into the love of God and allowing his love 
to transform you, to make you into his likeness, and to free you from fear. And so that's something that the Lord is and is still doing in my life. Um, and I'm very, very thankful for that. And, um, you know, after, you know, graduating from, you know, from high school, I went on to a Christian college that was um, geared towards preparing me for ministry. And I didn't know what kind of ministry. I thought, you know, maybe teaching, um, possibly some preaching here and there. So I graduated and uh, had a degree in Bible and theology. And I went on to study at Wesley Biblical Seminary, where uh, my uncle was teaching at the time. And uh, in one of his classes, I sat next to a beautiful young woman um, Mm -hmm. named Tanya. And uh, I wasn't really so much focused on that class or on my (laughs) uncle. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, drew closer and closer to her and um we we fell in love with each other in that class and so um if my history of christian thoughts a little weak i I blame (laughs) i blame my wife but uh anyway (laughs) so we met and um she had already graduated she already had her um mdiv and so when i graduated you know shortly after that i was looking for you know maybe an administrative um associate pastor position youth pastor position and uh, I checked out one denomination, and um, I met with the director, and he said, how do you feel about taking a church? I thought, there is no way in the world that I am equipped to take a church. I didn't feel equipped. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my wife said, you know, just check it out. Just, just, just explore and see how the Holy Spirit leads. And so, you know, we, it was this uh, country church in Mississippi. And uh, I went. I did some trial sermons there, and the Lord said, this is the place for you. And it was kind of baptism under fire because I, I didn't know what I was doing. The only times I had preached before that were a couple times in a in a nursing home and being a part of a prison ministry. And so, um, but the Lord was with me and he brought people into my life, um, especially my wife who were able to speak wisdom to me and um, help me uh, to know what to do, what not to do. And so it, it was it was a real time of growth. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, uh, I met my wife in college as well. Uh, yeah. We were both in choir together. And so it was one of those mm. things where you're kind of, you're present with one another and uh, you're getting to know one another, uh, I think, on a, on, a, on a deeper level because you're connecting. Like you're, you were connecting over Bible, over Jesus. Uh, we were connecting over, you know, um, singing and, and, and rehearsals and stuff. But it's just a great place where you're you're together making decisions about about your future and stuff. And also, you know, when you're talking about just your, your personal testimony with Jesus, uh, going from fear to love, you know, the scriptures tell us that perfect love casts out fear. Yes. But how many of us come to know God in a fearful way? And I just love that God is, is so faithful, you know, to bring us through um, – that that first stage of like uh, understanding his his majesty, his wonder, his his power, you know, and, mm-hmm. and but Lord, the Lord is so faithful to help us to enter into a deeper relationship, you know, brother. I'd love for you to to continue to maybe share a little bit of the story of your wife. You know, um, I know that you had mentioned to me just off off the air here that you know there might be something going on with her family. I just love for you to share that, um, uh, and and what you guys have been going through. Yeah. Um, so my wife is from Kiev, Ukraine, and uh, she grew up in absolute poverty. She, her sister, and their mom, and um, their you know their father left them at a very young age, and um, 
my wife would tell me of, of times they would go a couple weeks without food, you know, just barely hanging on, trying to keep things together. And um, it was a very dark time, very difficult time, but it was a time um, in which the Lord really drew near to them. And uh, my wife's mom uh, recommitted her life to Christ, started bringing her girls to church. Uh, they, um, during Soviet times, they would sit in the dark on their kitchen floor and tune their radio just right so they could catch Christian radio. There were a lot of attempts to block that signal, but they, they could catch it. And so sitting, listening to that Christian radio, um, that programming really kind of laid the foundation for my wife um, to the point where when Billy Graham came to Ukraine uh, and she went and she listened to him, and gave her life to Christ, she had a lot of that um, solid biblical teaching that had already been sown into her life, you know. So the, the harvest was ready when, when Billy Graham came. And uh, through some missionaries, she was able to travel to the United States eventually. But um, it, it's amazing how the Lord has moved in her life. And um, she, she and her sister would actually share a pair of boots um, mm-hmm. And so one would go to school, the other come back, they would trade boots. And then, and then, you know, it was just, uh, it was something else. But um, my wife, she was going to a college in Ukraine and uh, she wasn't able to pay the bills. And um, they said, hey, you, you can't come anymore. Don't come. And God told her, keep going. And so she kept showing up and nobody said anything. And eventually the Lord provided enough money for her to pay her bills. She completed her education there at that wow. Christian college, and went on to become a professor at that college. Wow. Um, so it was really something else, how God can move, and when we have that courage to to press on when he tells us to press on. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like I said before, through some missionaries, she uh, was able to come to the United States and eventually come to Wesley Biblical Seminary, which is where she and I met. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's amazing— to look back. Um, there's so much in the Old Testament where God says to his people, I want you to look back. I want you to build a pile of stones. I want you to mm-hmm. remember in this festival or, you know, whatever it is, how I moved, how I was faithful. And I, I think that that has been a real point of reference for my wife and I. We, we want to be always looking back and remembering to thank God for what he's done because it helps to orient our hearts to be able to trust him with our future mm-hmm. because God's never dropped us. He'll never drop us. And so it, it makes it a lot easier to, to walk in faith when mm-hmm. we choose to remember. Yeah. Well, you are listening to Heart of the City. My name is Adrian Tijerina, Director of Local Ministry at 820 AM The Word. And we are joined by Senior Pastor of Renton Park Chapel and host of Lehem Panim, a program that you can tune into right here on 820 AM The Word and our sister station, AM 1300. Pastor Cameron Yuri is with me. And Pastor, I'm just so excited that you're in here in the studio. And you were sharing a little bit about your wife, your relationship that you guys had, and a little bit about her experience growing up in Ukraine. And Brother, if you could share a little bit about uh, your, her sister and, and what's been going on recently. This is really quite an amazing story because um, we really wanted to bring um, both my wife, Tanya's sister, um, Natasha, to the United States and also their mom uh, for many, many years. And um, their their mom passed away, so that was never able to happen. Um, and 
my wife's sister, Natasha, has a lot of physical um, issues. So we really wanted to bring her here so that she could get some surgery that she needs and also be able to start a new life. And that was especially important after their mom passed away. And so we've been in the immigration process. And many of you know this, it, it's, it's arduous. You know, sometimes it takes years. And um, it did take us years. We were in that process for about four years. And uh, she had been approved to come. And uh, we had the document saying, you know, she's been approved in everything. Um, and then the war in Ukraine happened. Um, Russia attacked Ukraine and her case got swept <laughs> into a pile of papers and, wow. and kind of lost. Um, and so she'd already been approved, but we just needed somebody in an office to hit the print button mm -hmm. to get her the documents that she would need to cross into the United States. Mm -hmm. And so, and it was painful. And um, our hearts were kind of torn because we we're crying out to God, you know, these why questions, but at the same time, we're saying to God, you know, God, we know that you're good. We know that you're faithful and you have to be in this. But it was a dark, dark time because uh, Natasha was basically living in her bathroom um, as bombs were going off. And whenever the bombs would go off, she would climb into her cast iron tub and wait for the bombing to stop. Uh, wow. Man alive, it was, it was hard. And, uh, you know, my wife and I would be glued to the phone constantly. And my mm -hmm. wife was constantly checking, communicating with her just to make sure she was still alive. And so, you know, in those dark times, you cry out to the Lord, you pray. A lot of people, you know, became aware of that. In people, churches, numerous individuals were lifting up Natasha in prayer. Let me tell you what the Lord did, because there was another girl named Natasha, mm -hmm. um, so two Natashas, um, <laughs> who, through our Natasha, um, made the decision to, together, flee. Mm -hmm. And so they both fled Kiev, Ukraine, they went on a train. They took it from Kiev, which was very dangerous. The, the train was um, driving with its lights out, you know, mm -hmm. because they were afraid of getting hit, you know, by an airstrike. Mm -hmm. um, they made their way to Lviv, Ukraine, where there was a church there that housed them for a short period of time. Tremendous church. And then they made their way from there to Warsaw, Poland, mm -hmm. and from there to Germany. And, um, our Natasha stayed there for um, about two months with a wonderful Salvation Army couple. Uh, and then finally, her paperwork came through and she was able to come to the United States. Mm -hmm. Because Natasha's story was being told, actually the story of both the Natashas, we had so many people who were writing to us, calling us, saying, how can we give to Ukraine? We mm -hmm. want to give, but we don't know how. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of became the means through which a lot of funds were given and distributed to different individuals, but also the Lviv Church, other organizations there. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of eye-opening to look back and say, you know, God, we asked all those why questions, but we only had in mind our Natasha. Mm -hmm. You had in mind this other Natasha, and who knows how many other Natashas. Sure. And, you know, because of our suffering, a lot of people were blessed. And we have just been in so much joy and thankfulness to the Lord, getting her acclimated here, but also seeing her kind of come alive and unwind as she's not under that fear anymore. Yeah. You know, she's she's learning what it means to be in a safe, secure environment. 
Um, she's experiencing America, and she's and she she said, "I didn't know what people were talking about before I came here, hmm. but now I know. America wow. is the greatest country in the world. Man alive! It's just wow. God is so so faithful, and so it's it's remarkable to see how she's become more secure in her environment, but also more trusting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, in and through this, she has had to lean on the Lord." And she's more more of a young Christian, baby Christian, but she's grown tremendously. And, mm-hmm. and she's learned that the Lord is her rock, is mm-hmm. her anchor. And that's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, brother, I'd just love to hear a little bit more about Renton Park Chapel. Uh, you know, I, I'd love for our listeners in the Renton area to be plugged into your church and, and maybe go hear a, hear a message, be encouraged, or step into to serving and loving people in the name of Jesus. I would be glad to. I am absolutely in love with my church. <laughs> um, I love the people there. Um, right away when my wife and I were called there and we, we came um, we immediately were overwhelmed by two things. Um, the love that each member had for one another. It's a community of love. The fellowship is strong. Um, they're very close-knit, but they're very welcoming of new people. And we loved seeing that. And I, I think, don't think, I know, the reason for that is that they are anchored in the Word of God. Hmm. And I wish I could take credit for that. I, I try and keep them anchored, <laughs> but um, they, they, many of them lead Bible studies of their own. They study throughout the week. They are hungry because mm-hmm. they want to know Jesus. Um, and uh, so our mission statement is sharing the joy of hearing and doing God's Word. Um, and I just think that's great. It's because uh, mm-hmm. there's that concept in the Old Testament, the you know about shemaing, mm-hmm. um, shema to to listen. But it's never just to hear and say, "Oh, that's nice. That's good teaching. Oh, I feel nourished." No, it's it's I'm going to act on it. I'm going to obey the Lord. I'm going to follow Him. I'm going to apply it to my life, and I'm going to bless somebody else with what God give, gave to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's um, I just love how. Um, other centric the people in our church are mm-hmm. so that that's been wonderful to to see um, and some of that flows from just an understanding that the word of God is foundational to our lives and I think a lot of people say that but it's beautiful to be part of a church that lives that out that believes that the Bible is divinely inspired from cover to cover mm-hmm. um, it's inerrant and as Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen says. Is God breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work? And I love that so much to be part of a church that that believes that you know we don't have the power to change anybody. Mm-hmm. And as a pastor, I, rem- I remind myself of that continually. I cannot change a human heart, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit can. Mm-hmm. And he does it through his word. And so, you know, my style of preaching, and you know this if you've listened to the Lehempanim radio broadcasts, um, they're verse-by-verse expositions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be honest with you, it's because I'm not smart enough just to go off and, <laughs> and write nice, polished speeches. I, I don't, I'm not that smart. I, I just stick with the word of God mm-hmm. and try and unpack that because it's the word of God that changes us. And... Um, I just love being part of a community that that takes the Word of God and takes it outside the walls of the church 
to sow it into the lives of other people. For our listeners out there, if you're in Renton and you haven't, you know, been plugged into a church, maybe during this pandemic, you know, you just have been attending online or something, I really would highly encourage you to, to get plugged into a local church, to go and hear the Word of God and, and to experience Christian fellowship in that deep way. And there's just nothing like it. And uh, that's something that I know for me and my family, we missed tremendously. Well, Pastor Cameron, before you know, we kind of say goodbye for now, Cameron, I'd love to, for you to share a little bit, uh, a word of encouragement maybe for our listeners. You know, um, I have reflected a lot over the years, um, particularly in ministry, about Jesus' call to come follow me. Um, I was uh, reading a scholar a while back, a man who's had a tremendous impact on my life, and he was talking about how in in our Western culture, we put so much emphasis on believing in Jesus. And he says, that's not entirely wrong. But most of the New Testament is not Jesus saying, come believe in me. It's come follow me. And there's, there's a difference because we don't just change in how we think and how we, um, what we believe we change in our actions and how we follow Jesus, you know, and Jesus would say, come follow me. And in that culture, it was a call to come be like him. Hmm. Uh, Whenever a rabbi would call a disciple, he would say, come follow me. It meant come be what I am. Hmm. Be like me in my nature, in my character, in how I do life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one of the things that we miss when Peter was in the boat and uh, Jesus came in the, uh, you know, walking on the waves. And, um, you know, Peter sees Jesus and says, you know, if if it is you, can I come out to you? Mm -hmm. Um, In that culture, there was always a disciple who would do things first. He would he was usually the oldest. He would model for the other disciples how to copy the rabbi. And so Peter obviously has taken on this role. And so he recognizes um, that Jesus has called me to follow him. And if Jesus is on the waves, yeah. then I can be on the waves. Yeah. And so um, Peter gets out of the boat, he's walking, and what does he do? He takes his eyes off Jesus and he begins to sink. Now, so many um, uh, preachers, myself included, will sometimes focus on um, why Peter sunk and, you know, he was losing faith in Jesus. And that may be partially true, but I think Peter was also losing faith in himself. Mm-hmm. He was losing faith that he could actually be hmm. who Jesus had called him to be. And I think in each and every one of their, our lives, we have this sense of oughtness. We know that something's broken in us, that there is sin in us. And Um, I just love how Jesus, when he calls us to follow him, he says, I can heal that brokenness. I can heal that sin. And no, you don't have what it takes to follow me by your own strength, but by my Holy Spirit, I can empower you to live the way that I've called you to live. I can redeem you. I can make you holy as I am holy. I can empower you to be victorious Mm. in this life as well as the next. Mm. And I just, I just f- have found that such a, a wonderful word of encouragement to me, um, to know that God really can make me like him and set me free from fear, from anxiety, from sin, uh, all, all that ugly stuff, mm-hmm. um, but as I embrace him. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage you, if you don't know the Lord, 
just say, you know, to, to him today, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know your life. I want you to plug me into your holy making spirit so that I can be made like you. Because it's when we are remade in the likeness of Christ that we truly become free. Amen, brother. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, living here in the Pacific Northwest, sometimes it can be a challenge um, to, mm-hmm. to live out our faith. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for having me today. If you're in the Renton area and you'd like to connect with Renton Park Chapel, be sure to go to rentonparkchapel.org or you can go to lehempanim.org if you want to just connect with Pastor Cameron some more and his teaching. You're also welcome to give him a call at 425-255-5272. That's 425-255-5272. This is Adrian Tijerina, Director of Local Ministry at 820 in the Word. Thanks so much for tuning in to Heart of the City. God bless you. You've been listening to this 820 AM, The Word, special Heart of the City. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, The Word, go to thewordseattle.com.